careful now. Boing. So cool to be playing vinyl. Vinyl. Took the record off the turntable. You ready for this? Welcome to Behind the Vinyl. Here's your host, Stu Jeffries. Welcome to BTV. It's a podcast all about artists who sit down beside a turntable to play vinyl copies of their biggest hits while telling us the stories behind the songs. I'm Stu Jeffries, and in this episode, the guy who had the iconic 80s hair that still resonates to this day, Mike Score from A Flock of Seagulls, explains the inspiration behind their song, I Ran. We tried to grab it off them to use as an album cover. We're gonna, this is going to be our cover. And that eventually inspired the the spacey lyrics of Iran. More with Mike in a few minutes. Let's kick it off with the very charming, total gentleman and legend, Andy Kim, with his song, Baby I Love You. I first heard this when I was sitting in my mom and dad's kitchen. God rest their souls. And the radio was on. And... Um, it started to really become a hit in the U.S. and it was starting to get played in Canada. And I used to come home a lot because I would miss home and my mom and dad and brothers. And um, so I remember being glued to it and wondering how it was going to sound on the radio because the last time I had heard it was in the studio. And um, I remember doing this vocal. But more importantly, I remember... um, this song having two sessions. One session was um, with musicians, uh, very talented musicians, uh, but they didn't have the the essence of how I felt the song would go and how my producer Jeff Barry felt the song would go, and um, so. He got angry at everybody because he had worked with them before and we had some hits together and, and canceled the session and, and you know, I did what, uh, what any kid from Montreal who had really no idea what he was doing except being around some incredibly talented people. I got worried that my career was over. And so I looked at him and I said, well, what do we do now? He said, don't worry, we'll do it ourselves. And I didn't know what ourselves meant. So we... Um, we went into the studio, have five guitars available to us, plus mine, and, um, and he went into the vocal booth and started clapping his hand and started singing. And I was the, he was the metronome. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I just started playing. So what you hear here is five Andy Kim guitar tracks that we combined into two and uh, the drums were played by hand the kick drum was played by hand and it was a template eventually to all the other songs that we recorded uh, like so good together and um, um, be my baby and so many others so this It takes me back in time, and especially when I sing it live, it has this kind of template. It's a cool memory, and thank you everybody for making it a hit. If you've ever met that man, you know how truly grateful he is for his life and career. Andy Kim with Baby I Love You. Thanks for listening. I'm Stu Jeffries, host of Behind the Vinyl, the podcast, and we'll get to some great informative nuggets about the song I Ran from a Flock of Seagulls frontman Mike Score after another Mike who has the magic power of being in a rockin' Canadian trio by the name of Triumph. 
Here's Mike Levine with his take on Magic Power. So, the album, 12 by 12. It's one of the most beautiful things in the world. Ah, yes, and this is Magic Power by Triumph. See right there, Triumph. It's from this album. This album actually is a re redo from the old one. Uh, they call it 180 gram vinyl. When they asked me how many grams I wanted to ma manufacture it out of, I said, no one's asked me that in years since the 80s. <laughs> so it's one of those things that it's just special. When I was growing up with music, you'd run to Sam's or A&A's, you'd go, uh, what's new? You'd go to the $1 bin and the $2 bin and you'd go through just trying to find something new and unique and you look for the artwork. Nowadays, you get a little MP3 out a stick. <laughs> and this is like full audio, great sound. Um, you know, you prayed when you opened it up, you took the shrink wrap off, you'd find something inside like, oh, an inner sleeve with lyrics and photos and all the information. You'd sit there and listen to the record and go, wow, and then read the liner notes, you follow along with the lyrics, just perfect. So that's the story of the album. This is Allied Forces, by the way, in case you didn't read it. Uh, this was the first album that we recorded at Metalworks Studios, which Triumph built. Um, it was one of those special, special times for us because we didn't have a budget problem. We didn't have a record company saying, oh, you're overspending. We just sat there in the studio as long as we wanted and made records and made songs and threw bad songs out, kept great songs in. Magic Power turned out to be a, a huge hit off this record. And uh, it was fun to play in concert. Recording it, of course, was another story. Uh, we had a lot of problems getting it. We loved the song. We just couldn't figure out how to record it properly and make it sound like Triumph. Uh, so we went, you know, one day walked in the studio and we sat around and said, okay, what do we have to do to this song to make it great and make it Triumph? And I don't know who said it, said, what would the who do with a song like this? So we went, well, we'd have a hi-hat going like this and we'd pass some keyboards on it and have a, have a, a bunch of guitars going ch -ch 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 in the background. And we tried it and guess what? It worked. I mean, miracle of miracles. Because uh, we were honestly prepared to just let it go and forget about it and just move on. <coughs> in concert, this song was really, really special to play because we didn't have to do anything. We'd start the song, the audience would start singing, and we couldn't hear ourselves play for the audience singing so loud. It was like you'd just you'd get chills, you know? It was really one of those great, great experiences with this song because it had a nice, quiet intro and the audience would start to sing. We had a mirror ball going, some laser lights going, whatever. And you just go, wow, are we ever lucky guys? We're making a lot of people happy out there today, tonight, and today sometimes. But uh, a great song to play in concert. On this album also, we had, oh geez, Fight the Good Fight, which was a very, very, it's a great concert song. It was a great album radio song when there was album radio around. Um, I think Magic Power and Fight the Good Fight were both in the top five of American and Canadian uh, uh, album radio stations during that time period. So it was, it was very cool to have both those songs just cooking all the time on the radio. Uh, different songs, of course, different styles, but nonetheless triumph all the way. Another great song, we used that as the encore for, psh, I don't know, forever, I think. <laughs> Rocky Mountain Way and and uh, Fight the Good Fight. I think we're our encore tunes, always. Uh, fun to play, lots of great pyro in it. Woo! <laughs> uh, that we had what was called the 24 Bomb Salute. We had this 
uh, big truss custom made that went right along the front of the stage. The fly, and anybody that ever saw us would know about this, but I'll kind of demonstrate it. So at, this, at one point in the song, which I can't remember where it happened, bought five, we had 24 flash pots, so you go, bomb, 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 bomb. It all happened like within, I don't know, five seconds, it was all over. <laughs> There'd be clouds of smoke and we all got lung cancer because of it, but I'm just kidding about that. Uh, so it was it was really cool. We had great special effects too in concert. You know, we won awards for our stage show from Performance Magazine and all the promoters in America and Canada. So it was, um, you know, we had a great, great concert experience. You came to see Triumph, you went home with a big smile on your face and you were sweating like a pig. And I'm sure everybody looking at this will relate to that as well. Mike's a gentle giant. And when I say giant, I mean that in a Canadian rock and roll kind of way. Great bass player, songwriter, and human being. Thanks for listening to Behind the Vinyl, the podcast. I'm Stu Jeffries with Mike Score from A Flock of Seagulls. Mike joined us a while back to give us some context to their monster 80s hit, Iran, how it was inspired, what it's about, and, well, stick around for five minutes and you'll be well informed. Okay, so this is um, Iran off our first album ever in 1982, I believe, a long time ago. Um, but we did a lot, we, we rehearsed this song to death. I remember when we wrote it, um, we, we already had a, the musical basis for this song. And then I think we went to the, a place called Eric's in Liverpool and there was a band there that had a song called Iran. And we used to go watch bands till like three in the morning, then we'd go and rehearse. So I think this song I ran, it kind of got stuck in my head or, the, or their chorus. And um, we'd also been to, uh, Liverpool used to have a, a record company called Zoo Records with a tiny little office. And we went up there trying to, trying to get some kind of a deal. And they had a, a picture of somebody, a girl and a guy running away from a flying saucer. So, we tried to grab it off them to use as an album cover. We're gonna, this is gonna be our cover. And that eventually inspired the, the spacey lyrics of Iran. Uh, you know, I ran away from the flying saucer basically. And um, uh, the little riffs and stuff like that in this song come from when Paul joined us. Uh, he, we're like, what, what is Paul gonna play? You know, we, we wanna have big spaces in this song. So Paul just, we're like, you know, make it like echoey or something. And so after a few rehearsals, it's, we started to which was perfect. Just like there were no sequences in those days. So we used guitar echo as a sequence. And then the song just evolved into this spacey sound. And then of course the band evolved into a spacey band with my seagull's hairdo and all that. Um, but this song also was, um, I guess it shows the sound of the band at the time and where we were going. And it was totally different to anything that I can remember hearing. Um, I guess America loved it because of lead guitar and stuff like that. And since weren't really the big fashion in America. Um, we, we recorded it in London. I think even at the time we recorded it, the engineer, who was Mike Shipley, had no idea what the band was about. <laughs> it was just um, lots of rehearsal and lots of lots of uh, 
trying to learn to sing through a studio mic at the time. But when we played it live, everybody went crazy and it became the most fun song to play live in the 80s. You know, to have a crowd go crazy to this was brilliant. Um, even so, when we wrote this song and we had it on our chalkboard as a song, none of us ever thought this would be the, the single or a big hit or anything, but we just went, oh, it's cool, it's one of our songs. Um, I don't really remember anything spectacular about about how it came together apart from it was lots of lots of playing and uh, we used to uh, stand if, if we thought the song was good instead of standing on the ground we'd all get up on stools and stand up <laughs> and then my brother who was playing the drums would be sitting behind his drums throwing drumsticks at us trying to knock us off the stools <laughs> so it's the kind of, I guess, one of those crazy things bands do when you're rehearsing, just, you know. Wrapping up this episode of BTV, the podcast, Mike Score from A Flock of Seagulls. Hey, we appreciate your time and telling your music-loving friends about us. I'm Stu Jeffries, reminding you that there's a pile more great episodes like this one if you got the time to listen. We look forward to you coming back for more. This has been Behind the Vinyl, the podcast. Hosted by Stu Jeffries. Audio production courtesy of Doug Morehouse, Dan McIntosh, and Troy McCallum. Thanks for listening.